Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast. During a normal school year, the 1853 podcast is a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. We have not posted an 1853 podcast since early March. That's because shortly after we posted that podcast, this school year ceased to be a normal one. In a matter of days, it became one of the most challenging in the history of Monmouth College, as American higher education underwent one of the biggest interruptions in its nearly 400-year history. The COVID-19 pandemic has seemingly both scrambled everything, while at the same time putting a very hard pause on daily life as we once knew it only a couple of months ago. At Monmouth College, it meant that spring break was extended for a week. Then almost all students left campus to finish the 2020 spring semester through remote learning, a first in the college's nearly 170-year history. To say that Monmouth College has been disrupted would be an understatement, but what's equally remarkable about the depth of the disruption is also the depth and breadth of responses to it. Monmouth faculty and staff have done an amazing job of working together to provide their students with a semester that aims to replicate springtime on campus as much as possible. Students and their family members, faculty and staff, and alumni and friends of the college have lamented what's been lost with this abrupt change to the spring semester. To be sure, it feels eerie and more than a bit unsettling to drive past Monmouth College or walk through the grounds and see nearly a deserted campus, especially just as spring is blooming on what one Quad Cities journalist once told me is one of the more majestic residential liberal arts colleges in the Midwest. But the near absence of students, faculty, and staff from campus in April brings to mind a comment by former Monmouth Dean of the Faculty, Bill Julian. When it comes down to it, Bill Julian once told me, all of those wonderful buildings are really nothing more than concrete or brick tents. Because the real college is what happens between faculty, staff, and students. It's more than the transmission of knowledge that takes place at a residential liberal arts college, Bill said. Rather, he said what defines a residential liberal arts college are the relationships that are developed the mentorships that are forged, and the lifelong lessons that are passed along and absorbed. All of those important and wonderful things happen during what we generically refer to as the educational process. What's remarkable about Monmouth College right now is that its faculty and staff have come together to ensure that those intangible assets remain and continue as students learn remotely via video conferencing, FaceTiming, email, and text messaging. If anything, this COVID-19 pandemic has reminded us what makes Monmouth an outstanding liberal arts college. 
Now, as much as ever, it is a community of scholars dedicated to helping students discover, realize, and achieve the amazing potential that lies within them in no matter what format that takes place. While it should comfort the college's alumni and friends that the essence of Monmouth's distinctive mission is continuing to be carried out, it should also be reassuring to know that one day, in the not-too-distant future, we will once again publicly celebrate this school we love so well by gathering on the plaza in front of Wallace Hall to welcome a new class of Scots, and then later we will come together to bid adieu to Mama's latest graduating class of Scots. It's all a reminder of why it's truly great to be a Scot. You're listening to the 1853 Podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. In early March, the spring issue of the Monmouth College magazine began to arrive in mailboxes. If you haven't seen this issue yet, you can read it online, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash magazine. It's another great issue produced by Monmouth College historian and editor Jeff Rankin. The cover story of the magazine's spring issue is called Monmouth Made. That term is a reminder of how the mission of Monmouth College helps empower the young men and women who come through the college's doors, especially those who are first-generation college students. In fact, Monmouth ranks number seven in the country in terms of social mobility among the liberal arts colleges. That's truly a testament to the work and commitment of the college's faculty and staff. As Monmouth College President Clarence Wyatt sums things up in his letter in the magazine, the Monmouth mission has never been more important because the world, now more than ever, cannot afford to leave any talent untapped. In the cover story, a total of nine Monmouth alumni discuss how the college helped transform their lives. There's also a great final word essay in the back of the magazine by 1989 Monmouth graduate and current Monmouth trustee, Bradley Narstadt. Two of the alumni featured in the cover story by my colleague Barry McNamara are 2013 graduate Edie Ramirez and 2016 graduate Yaneli Martinez. They are featured in a story along with 2011 alumna Bernie Martinez that takes a look at how the three Monmouth graduates, whose photograph appears on the magazine's cover, are making a difference through their work in Chicago. Before the state of Illinois' shelter-in-place went into effect, my colleague Emily Caba caught up with Edie and Yanelli at a Monmouth admission event in Chicago to discuss how their alma mater shaped and affected their careers. Yanelli, who earned a psychology degree, is working as a disability specialist at a nonprofit agency that's funded by the State of Illinois Family and Support Services Department. Yanelli says that in Monmouth, she discovered a college where professors were not only willing, but eager to work with her in order to help her become successful. She found that especially true in psychology professors Kristen Larson and Joan Wirtz. Um, it, it has a lot to do going back to the impact that it, 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 it had in me. Um, I, 
like I said, my freshman year, I struggled and academically, um, not so much, not so much emotionally because I liked the campus. I was very happy being there, but more academic-wise, where I wasn't used to um, getting all these exams and just being um, so stressed out with how much work I had to do. And um, but eventually, I, I reached out to my professors, most specifically my psychology pro professors, Dr. Larson, um, for example. Uh, and she helped me out a lot and you know just seeing the hope that she had in me and that she believed that I could make it through just really encouraged me to continue uh, and I saw that throughout the whole four years that I was there every professor whether you know I would write an essay and I would send my rough draft and they would review it and like Anneli I know you could do better <laughs> so then I will do better and um and sometimes, or I will even hear comments like, I, I can feel that you struggle in this paragraph. And this goes back to Dr. Wirtz, uh, and specifically, like, Kennelly, you struggle in this conclusion. And I told her, I did. <laughs> and she would tell me, okay, well, let's work on this. And I did, and I would do it better. Yanelli says it was natural for her to take a job to help others, especially because of the experiences she had while I'm on this student. Uh, I've always been someone who's been involved in the community and involved in helping others, which is why now I am working at an agency that's in my community in Little Village. And that's uh, what Monmouth has encouraged me to do, to, to believe in others, to, to see the good in them. And, you know, everybody, if they want, if they want to, they could strive. So Monmouth taught me that, that all, all people need is just that little bit of support, and they will do it all. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm currently doing right now, um, supporting parents, encouraging them, educating them, and letting them know, like, hey, if your child is struggling, if he's falling uh, behind on his on some stage of his development, it's okay. Like, I'm here to help you, and I'm here to help you throughout that whole process. So at the end of the day, you and your child succeed. I mean, I work with families who are struggling economically, emotionally, and it gets to a point where you do have those, in a way, awkward situations, awkward conversations even, or uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Monmouth really did a good job in, in making me feel uncomfortable and knowing how to uh, be okay with that and still following through with whatever I had to do. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing, yeah, I go back to the same thing, it's just seeing the good in people, seeing that with support, they will be okay. Um, it's just a matter of that one person being there to help you. Yanelli says she picked up a valuable lesson from Mama's liberal arts curriculum that has proven to be very valuable to her during her career. Don't limit yourself to just doing what you know or what you want to do. Uh, learn more than what is just there at the table. Uh, and that's really what has motivated me. I mean, I recently switched positions I was mostly involved with like a family support specialist, mostly working more like a social worker, working with families. And I took the disability positions, not really knowing much about it, about disabilities in children, um, but I was willing to learn more about it. And, and, I, and I think if I, had, if I didn't go to Monmouth, I think I would have had a different mindset and not, probably not have taken that position because uh, I'm like, well, that's not really what I'm, 
one I'm not might not be what I'm really interested because mine was more of like family work mm -hmm. rather than specifically more like working with the children but at the end of the day I found to make a connection well yeah I'm gonna be working more with with the children but in order to get to work with the children I need the parents approval um, if I don't have that if I don't get the parents to be on my side and see how important this is nothing's I'm not going to be able to do my job so once again it's building those connections and seeing how be, seeing more than what just is presenting at the table you have to think beyond and really um, like I said, think beyond and just don't be limited by, by what you by what you want. Like, reach out for more. Edie Ramirez is a 2013 Monmouth graduate who's now teaching in the Cicero area. She says that one of Monmouth's greatest strengths is that it gives students the permission to fail and then learn from those failures to become a better student because of the college's tight knit community. For me, it means, like I said, like failing at something and then learning how to improve um, it made me who I am in a way you know I think that being from an inner city you know where everything is so accessible and then going somewhere so small and not having a car and like actually learning like what a rural, rural area living feels like I think that taught me a lot I'm very appreciative of having that experience because you don't get the noise that you get here you can see the stars and I and I you know I always think of that and um, it has just a sense of home in a way um, so yeah it, that, that's for me what it means it's going back to like being 18 to 23 and those were kind of like the years where I grew up a little bit and it also helped me get to where I am education wise like um, having a small class small class sizes and having good relationship with my professors really allowed me to make those improvements that I wouldn't have had had it been another school if those bigger schools you do not get help you know, I, I think of the women in the business office and the financial aid and how they supported me in so many ways. And I'm always going to be thankful to them because I didn't have to really like they guided me through at all the whole process. And, I, and you do not get that at other universities. Edie says that Mama's liberal arts curriculum did a great job preparing her to become a teacher because she has to integrate a lot of subjects and different points of view into her classroom work. I teach integration between subjects, and it started also at Monmouth, you know, taking a science course, like I, taking psychology, like that helped me really start understanding my students or, or beginning to really understand them, or try at least, um, you know, and taking a math course and hit, being able to choose a history course and a it's a com it's all integrated because you leave it you don't just leave reading in the reading classroom you know or math in the math class um, we take away what we learn in each classroom and integrate it with the other subjects and as a teacher you know kids are so curious about different things and you have to encourage them you know going into different fields um, 
So I think it opened my mind to the world is not just accounting or just teaching or just being a doctor um, or just like I have a friend she's uh, helping recruit people for jobs and stuff like that you have to still have writing skills and math skills and being able to speak in front of people and have an interview you know and those classes helped you had to present you know and you had to take your creative writing and understand a history or take a history class that was outside of what we were normally taught in the classroom or in grade school and high school. As Edie points out, it's the faculty who helped make Monmouth an outstanding experience for all the students. I always had a good relationship with my professors and they always guided me and encouraged me to you know, keep trying and work hard. And they always believed in me. Every professor that I had, really. My education professors, you know, the same thing. They always encouraged me. Eric and uh, Craig Vivian, um, you know, from the beginning, he saw me fail and he saw me succeed. And, you know, it was always because of how encouraging they were that I kept trying. Um, and I'm like that with my students, and I talk about Monmouth College, and um, even, you know, the classes like the wine course that Craig Vivian had, you know, and my student teaching and the, the schools around Monmouth, like the relationship the college has with these schools also help a lot. Um, and so I bring that to my classroom, you know, that sense of community and that relationship that I have with my students is also the same way. That's 2013 Monmouth graduate Edie Ramirez. You also heard from 2016 Monmouth alumna Yanelli Martinez. Along with 2011 graduate Bernice Martinez, they are featured on the cover of the spring issue of the Monmouth College magazine. Be sure to check it out online. You can do that by pointing your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash magazine. And that's going to be a 30 for this 23rd edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2019-20 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. It's great to be back. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. And we'd love to hear from folks during this shelter in place during the COVID-19 pandemic. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy. Thank you.